What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. Today, we chat with Carly Toma. Carly is a badass water woman from Hawaii, and lately she's been shining in big air kiteboarding, having just won second place in the Tatajuba Fest in Brazil. Carly started kiteboarding at nine and then went on to surfing and other water sports before coming back to kiting and getting sponsored by North. We discuss what needs to change in women kiteboarding competitions, some crazy tricks she's working on, and what's next for her. We love chatting with Carly and hearing some of her gnarly stories. Enjoy! Hey, um, thank you for coming. Yeah. Are you in uh, Hawaii now, right? You've uh, got back. Yeah, I'm in Maui. After your stint of traveling around for like four months or something, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I, I think I went to like seven countries. Wow, nice. In like four months. I was actually in the UK. Oh, nice. For a North Sales apparel shoot. We were okay. in London and we went, kind of, I don't even know, like were you with three Jet? hour drive yeah. to like see. I don't, I don't even know where was I was. It, what was <laughs> the it? water is quite brown over there. Mm, yes. It depends where you go. Like where, where we live, good. it's quite brown and horrible, but we just went to uh, Cornwall on like a surf trip. And over there, it's like super clear, nice and mm. blue, really, really nice. Um, no yeah. yeah so you get good surf over there as well uh so there are some like really nice points of the country and some really brownie mm. sort of water points yeah. the country, so not, <laughs> it's not, not great. great it's not the best <laughs> at all what did you think of the uk then uh i've been there before but yeah it was it was interesting it was <laughs> very interesting a lot of buildings a lot of people moving fast um fish and chips of course and uh <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely not my speed. I, I like to just be out in nature more. Yeah, I, I, I guess yeah. You, you can get that sort of thing around the UK, but it just depends where you go. Yeah. I think yeah. Quite, you'd like Cornwall because it's, it's a bit more like that. It's definitely quite slow and there's no chilled, internet, there's nothing. Around. It's just surfers. And <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing. And wetsuits, I suppose. Yeah, lots of neoprene around. It's cold. Yeah, there's no there's no board shorts and bikinis around here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we probably get like one day, or a, I've I've had like one day this year with board shorts on, kiting. Yeah. And it was a monumental occasion. It was, it was it's pretty to be good. celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one day a year when the water is kind of blue and not brown, and you're like, yes. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's funny that you're mentioning this because. Obviously, you're from Hawaii, so, I mean, nothing can compare. It's probably the yeah. only place on earth that you like in love You with. know, it was my first time wearing a full suit in Spain, and it took me about 20 minutes to put on, and it still does. It, like, hasn't gotten any easier, so that was that was quite an experience. <laughs> it was only, like, a 3-2. Yeah. And it took... <laughs> I've got like, yeah. yeah, I've got like a Patagonia suit that's a five. Is it a five six? Six five or something. I cannot. Like that. It's it takes me like twenty suit. minutes to get into it, and then you've got the hood on, and you're like, and then you can't do anything. Like I hate it. I can't. I love don't. it. I feel like a seal, you know, with my hood up, <laughs> got my gloves on, got my boots. No. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah, what what's it been like being in Hawaii, being back home? It, it's been good. Uh, nothing much has been going on. I've been finishing like my little storage shed. I went kiting yesterday for the first time. It was pretty fun. I actually like did this just this normal straight loop and I had to bail my board and land feet first and my wetsuit exploded like <laughs> my, on my ass. Yeah. Like just from the impact alone. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. So that's why I always wear like a three-two here. It's just for impact purposes only. The two-two did not hold up very long. That's so. <laughs> so funny. it just completely ripped it off. How is that? A thing? Yeah, just the impact, you know, because you land with your feet first, and then your butt smacks, and then the thing just like exploded. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, but other than that, it's been pretty good. The weather's good here. What I did notice is that it's super expensive here now. Like I, I went to the grocery store and I bought just a few items and it was like a hundred dollars. And I was like, what happened while I was gone? Cause I was, I was away for like four and a half months. So quite a lot has changed. So definitely see a spike in prices like throughout everything. Yeah. It's the same here. Yeah, it's the same here. It's a big mess. Yeah. In the every, UK. Every, yeah everything's going up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's insane. It's really bad. But hey, your shed looks awesome. Yeah. I did see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So yeah. It looks really, really cool. Love love the board racks. Yeah. Love, love all thank your kit you. in there. It looks awesome. I know. I have, yeah. I have so many things, like so many kite stuff, wing stuff. I'm just getting another shipment in like on Friday. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> What have, you, what have you got coming on Friday? I got the new orbits coming, uh, a couple of front wings, back wings, um, mystic stuff, just like their whole new collection. So I'm pretty stoked. Nice. New toys to play with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds cool. That's Mike's dream to like be sponsored and just get free stuff coming to him. But I can, I can try everything. But then I've got like, a school, so I just get to order whatever yeah, I want. Yeah, I guess you, I get, say, you get that a little school, bit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Hawaii, like like water sports paradise? How, how was it growing up there? Um, It, it was pretty interesting. Uh, like Maui is like well known for kiting or even windsurfing, but in terms of like the community, it's very small. So I started kiting when I was nine. And it was just my brother and I on the beach. Everyone else was like easily over 35. So it was, I, I feel like I kind of grew up a, a bit quicker than normal kids. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. The conditions were always good. It's like Northeast 20 to 30, depending, like you can get in the water like every single day almost. And um, yeah, I think Maui just has, a bit of everything and especially if you're into water sports you can go you know winging or prone foiling or kiting or just being outside in general it's like always on the agenda so what did, what did you start first did you start surfing first what what water sport did you get into no I started kiting when I was nine and then I did that for about I don't know until I was like 13 yeah and then I was like, I don't have any friends that do this. So then I got into surfing and then I did that for a while. And then I would just kite kind of like here and there, like probably like twice a year. And then I got this opportunity with North. And then I was like, okay, like I'm going to give this a shot. So I've been kiting for like 15 years, but like not actually being in the water <laughs> just for those like few years of my life but yeah it's kind of crazy how everything's coming back around because when I was a kid that was like my dream was to be like a pro kiter and as like time went on as I got older I was like there's no way that's gonna happen so just got into like a normal job and working and I was like when this all came about I was like what is this timing because I'm 25 I just turned 25 and I'm like from nine to twenty five, like right now. But anyway, it's cool. That's all happening. So you stopped kiting and then started surfing and back to kiting. Do you did you always prefer kiting though? Did you miss it when you weren't doing it in some way? Um, no, to be honest, the spark kind of faded. When I was like a kid, you know how you like are just so obsessed with something and it's not even like anything in your mind you're just like okay this is my life like I go to school and then I go to the beach so that kind of routine faded and I think in terms of like the opportunities they weren't there so I was already like at a pretty high level for my age but with nowhere to put that sort of talent so it was kind of like it like broke my heart in a sense and I was like fuck kiting like I don't want to do this shit <laughs> and then of course like surfing got like pretty fun and I just like started going on bigger and bigger waves and just getting obsessed with that so it kind of just like 
depends on what I'm feeling. And um, what got me back into kiting was I was out actually riding ozone at the time. And I was just like having an interesting day. And I, and I went out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump as high as I can and loop the kite. And that happened. And I was like, holy crap, this is so sick. Like it's so much fun. So that's what sparked it again. And I think that was like two years ago or like a year and a half ago. Cause I only just learned like a late back in April. I've just been doing straight loops for like a long, long time, like way too scared to try something. And then once I got the late back, I was like, okay. The same here, okay. Carlo. I can, I can loop, but doing any yeah. other rotations is, uh, you You've know, done it. You I don't, I don't know. I can do like, um, well, the other day I done a boogie loop for the first time. But I just closed How my eyes. It? I just closed my eyes. I, closed I, land, I landed the first one, but then the second one, no way. Yeah, I was just like, close my eyes, pull the bar in, spin round. Yeah, not good. Did you do it inverted or just normal? I've got like no idea, you know, my eyes were closed. I don't know what was happening. I was just like, I'm just going to do it. What I don't think you were invert. I don't think so. I don't think you Let's say I was. You too tall to invert in the like I just don't see it <laughs> happening. But yeah, I, like I know I know the, the I know the fear. Like halfway through your rotation. Cause I was making that mistake in the beginning too, where I would just pull it straight away and it's like too conflicting the yeah. pulls. Because the kite's going this way, you're going the other way. So try to do it when you're like almost done with the rotation or like halfway. And it'll just like pull you around. Okay, good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna try that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in lighter winds first. <laughs> or just go huge. Just send yeah. it. Just go out on my eight forty knots, bang. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you um, get North to notice you then? What happened with that? Because you did say they they found you and. Yeah, awesome. well, um, do you guys know Jesse Richmond? Yes, of Probably. course we know. Of course yeah. we know of Jesse. Course. I mean, not personally. <laughs> not personally, no. no, but yeah, we know <laughs> yeah. Jesse. Of course, he's amazing. So Jesse's also from Maui, and I've known him since I was a kid. He used to ride for Nash with me. And um, I think they were looking for a female rider. Thought of me. I sent over, like, a little proposal. Initially, I think they wanted me for like the photo shoot side of things, like the product shoots, because especially like I live here in Maui and a lot of the kite brands do their product shoots here. So I was like, okay, that makes kind of sense. I'm not really in the scene. Nobody knows who I am. Like, okay, this is what it's for. But don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. That's what <laughs> I think. And um so yeah, he got us in contact um, with the team manager, Alex, and yeah, just got signed, got a, a cool little deal. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to give this like everything I have. So I was doing real estate for like five years, like since I was 19 and I put my license in active and just like started going in the water, like winging and kiting and prone foiling doing content and all that and then sort of when I heard about the GKA big air world championships I was like okay this is my plan I'm gonna land two more tricks I'm gonna submit a video regardless if I get into the competition or not I'm going to Tarifa just to you know be surrounded in like the scene to get better turns out I got into the comp I don't know how but I did and then, yeah, from that point, everything has been extremely different. It's been hectic. You've done yeah. you've done really well in the competition as well. You killed it. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We, we watched, we, yeah, we watched both of them. It was amazing. Um, we watched watch. most competitions. Uh, but yeah, re really, really cool to see. Definitely. How how did the competitions like stack up against each other? You know, you got Tatajuba or GKA. Uh, how how did you find each of them? Well, to be honest, that was like my first like international competition. So the first one in Spain, the GKA, I didn't know what was happening, but it all seemed very planned out and thought out. So it was very organized and you can see they have a lot of money being put into those events. 
and um, sort of like in the backle in Tatajuba. It was a, a bit all over the place, but you can see like they had like way more spark and they're like all for the riders and everyone is just like so stoked. So I would say, I don't know, I always compare things to surfing, but the GKA is like the WSL and then the backle is almost like the national surf comps. Yeah. So it's like a little like notch down. Yeah. But they're still both the really cool. Is- it's super nice. You can feel it as well. They for sure got I the think. energy. Yeah, I I, I think I, I love watching the uh, the big air kite league sort of events. They've always been like from the beginning. They've been like just About big really, air. really cool. And, yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's awesome to see what they've done for a lot of young riders as well. Like, uh, I, I mean, I definitely out. think that the backle has influenced all this big air competition, except like you know the king of the air, because I think next year it's gonna be pretty intense. I think the GK is going to be like, okay, we're going to like do all these competitions. So all the riders will go to them. Cause I feel like at some point we're going to have to choose. Yeah. Because they will be at the same sort of times. Yeah. There's only so many competitions you can put on a year and get, and try and get everyone to come to them basically. Already yeah. It's been yeah. That's what happened yeah. with the cold Hawaii mm. and the Tatajuba. It was like right in the same window. So then all those guys like flew over like immediately, but they were going to yeah. bail on the back wall to go to cold Hawaii. But hey, some really? people made yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't like it. I, I think no. the guys were like, this was insane. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, Andrea probably loved it. It was like, that was worth it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is, very, it looks very intense. And I feel like it's these competitions. That's the thing as well. Kiteboarding is, it's so intense as a sport and you should you should have a bit of a training or like chilling period before starting to compete and then just went straight like from the plane to the water yeah it's just so intense. i think they're saying like 40 hours of travel yeah. that's crazy no way. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. With that. <laughs> yeah so how was it then tata juba because that final looked insane and the conditions we're looking at it we're like how the what is happening like this... a choppy kite mare yeah. from hell them conditions how was yeah. it how did you cope with that so before tata juba we we're in praia i don't know if you guys know brazil a little bit but it was sort of the same conditions as yeah. in the final like there's no really takeoff so like when i when i saw the conditions i was like okay angeli like came up to me she's like i'm gonna go like upwind that's why she was like so far away from Mika and I. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'll come up when. And it turned out like I didn't have enough time to go up when. So I just stayed where the sandbank used to be. And I just had to like approach it way slower. Oh, yeah. And then before I went out for my heat, heel came up to me and he's like, okay, the conditions are super shitty. So, like, whatever you do, take your time. If you don't feel like you have a good takeoff, just take another tack and do it again. So like there was a couple of times when I did that and I don't know, I just had to sort of time it right. And I think that's where I had sort of like the upper hand over Anjali is because I knew how to take off in those shitty conditions. And Anjali was just kind of like messing up. I didn't even actually watch her because I was like in my zone, you know? (laughs) Um, But when I looked at um, the replay, yeah, she she just couldn't get a good takeoff. So she was just like bombing her tricks, basically. And she was in some super shallow waters as well, right? Because she was so far upwind, it was like a, yeah. a super shallow sport. So a bit yeah. sketchy. And the wind was a bit funky up there too, I think, because of the mangroves. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty interesting. I was like, I've always kind of like looked up to Anjali and to kind of beat her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. I was, I was a bit conflicted, honestly. I was like, I don't know, but Anjali wasn't really landing her stuff. And then I think it was Mika. She's like, you know what? You can't just be the best rider in the best conditions. You have to be able to kite in all conditions. So for sure. that made me yeah. feel like a lot better. And I was like, okay, like definitely feel 
That's why you should come and practice in the UK because if you can land your tricks in the UK, (laughs) you can land them anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Especially in our brown water (laughs) with five mil wetsuits on. You just get used to it. (laughs) It's got its charm after a while. You're like, oh, you know. But um, yeah, and I guess what you were saying as well about even like I feel like you guys are all like very similar, amazing level, and it's like. It's so so much of it is not even just technique and and it's just the conditions and the gust and like the kicker that's there and like there's so much that can come into play and like you said like Angeli was just too much a point and that made it bad but maybe if she had been with you guys or down I don't know like so much can happen in competitions I don't think it really yeah. defines level as much as just um, yeah what's happening at that you know specific moment exactly because so, we were all training it was actually at that spot. I don't even know how to say it. Guru, did you? Did you that guys know that? Right. That sounds yeah. right. Right from what I heard yeah, on the live stream. Yeah. We had like the first few rounds in Tatajuba, and then the the tide was like not gonna be good for like a week, so they brought the comp up there, and we'd all been training up there, and it's basically like that sandbank, and it's like flat water, perfect takeoff, like gut, not gusty, like super strong wind. So everyone like had a bunch of time there, but then you take that sandbank away. It's just like trash. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a shame they didn't like postpone the final until you actually had like a decent um, sort of takeoff or a decent, a decent spot to ride. Um, I think, I think they were over it. Honestly. Well, they just wanted it to end. Day in and day out. We've been at the beach, I think at that point for like, five or six days oh wow like every day all day like on hold yeah and of course yeah. the, the men had the priority so yeah oh yeah that's something i wanted to talk to you about i feel like obviously things are getting a bit better for women in competition like this when you know more women than before even like just a few years ago and i wanted to ask you if there were still things that you wanted you know, things to get better in some ways for women and like what you want it to change in a way? Um, Like you're asking like what will kind of happen for the future, like my yeah. prediction though. Or, or, no, just when, yeah, my question didn't make sense. What, um, <laughs> oh, right. I'm French, okay? So that's, that's, that's I'm no going to, I'm going to throw my French card now. She, she, yes. She's, um, better, she's better at English than I am, so. No, what I mean is like, is there still things that you want to see change? Like, stuff like that not men having priority over women for conditions and stuff like that if that makes sense for sure i mean yeah we got the shit end of the stick to be honest and you know i i definitely i mean basically the organizers of the backhole were like men first women second i mean they weren't saying that but you could tell with how the heats were going you're like okay yeah we're not going out so i would i would have liked it to definitely been like separate and and like you guys mentioned had the final another day maybe Mm. and like everyone have like super sick conditions so hopefully that will be kind of different and also the prize money that would be a nice is it not the same no it is the same but it's just quite a lot of risk we're doing yeah yeah i completely agree i told you didn't i i was like that's not a lot of money for what you guys are doing i'm like no not at all it's like you're risking your lives literally so yeah i know did you guys see my my crash i think it was in the third no fourth round yeah i did a back roll kite loop late back twice yeah and biffed it twice yeah like i actually blacked out on the second one because i just caught a back edge and like smacked my entire body like the hardest i've ever like smacked and i was like fully out of it and natalie came over and she was like open up your chest and i was like what are you talking about and i was like oh shit i'm in the competition right now but like things like that happen all the time and i'm just like risk reward you know so hopefully in the future it'll get big enough to where we can get paid like properly because i i think a lot of the kiters i mean we are just doing it for the love of the sport but in terms of like you know having money to set aside it's not really in the cards because you're just like constantly i mean 
that whole trip easily costs costed like a few thousand dollars and then the prize money I mean of course like sponsors and stuff help but you know it just really goes to pay for the trip yeah yeah the prize money should be at least like 10 times whatever the trip is right yeah no No, I was looking I was looking at uh the WSL like per event for first place it's like 80k wow I mean it's also a way bigger score I was like dang like they are but the risk isn't as bad though is it it can be dangerous depends what it's what not really but it's not sort of events i don't think the waves are too crazy yeah exactly so it's not it's just because like you said we need to get kiteboarding to a place where there's more people watching it there's more money you know more sponsors it's more yeah that's what we need i mean i think it's it's super extreme and like cool to the eye for someone to just like hop on the beach and be like wow that person's flying like 40 feet in the air but it's getting to a point where it's too technical and you actually would need to know the sport to know what they're doing out there so I'm not sure how everyone is going to approach it, but probably like informing people about kiteboarding or I don't know, maybe even trying to get them into the sport more so it grows. That's where we come in. Yeah. Yeah. We just teach, there you we go. Just teach more people. Yeah, we talk about it you got it more people watching it, more people buying kit. Yeah. More sponsors coming in. Like, he, like with the GKA, yeah. they've got like the, the sort of new deal with uh, Qatar. Uh, that that's obviously going to do amazing things for the sport hopefully in the future um that that will help bring in more prize money uh, especially yeah. for those those events um and hopefully yeah. it will get more other sponsors involved with other competitions as well definitely but i think coming back to what you said what's tricky about kiteboarding converted to surfing is that it is quite intense like it's a water sport but it's also an extreme sport and it's not I mean, surfing is as well, but I feel like you can, not as many people want to get into kiteboarding because it is quite intense and it's not for everyone. So it's always that balance, yeah, like you said, of having people get into the sport. But yeah, because if you're just watching it and you don't really know what's happening, you're like, oh. And even like, I feel like unless you've done it yourself, even just jump like, I don't know, few meters you'll be like oh wow they were 20 meter or like 30 and you're like whoa that's insane but if you've never done it you're like oh it's a little person flying in through the screen like he am i making <laughs> yeah. sense like it yeah, just doesn't it reflect so it like yeah also yeah easy. when i first so before i kited and i was my brother used to do it a lot and he was always telling me to start it that i'd love it and i was like oh i don't know and i was like it looks so easy though i was like oh i'll do that it's in a minute and no, all of, because that's the thing with the sport as well. It looks so smooth in a way. Not everyone, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's interesting to see how it is going to grow, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited. I think next year there's going to be a lot of competitions. What's your plans for the future competitions? Are you going to go Plan. to them all? Huh? All of them. Are you going to try and get to all of them? Are you, you going to hit the competition oh, of scene? Yay. Nice. Of course. Yeah. I have the competition bug. I don't know. With the GKA and the the Backle event, I feel like I'm a pretty good competitor. Like, I kind of see, I mean, especially it, it was my first few competitions, but I, like, watch everyone, and everyone just has their own way of competing. Like, some people are, like, super serious. Some people, like me, they're just, like, going out for another session and I think just my approach to it is really good like I don't feel like pressure almost so it's like a a healthy thing it's just like I go out I do the tricks I know like from my most confident trick to my least confident trick and that's it it's like how it goes in my brain like that's it nothing else and so yeah, that's that's sort of my plan is just to keep doing that, keep being in the water training and hopefully get better, not break anything. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I think, yeah, and like you said, not everybody is like this because a lot of writers have talked about how like the pressure or like the mental aspect of it. Um, but it's funny because we talked to Jet about, about that, about competition, and he said... He likes it, but he prefers, so he really likes the photo shoot aspect. Or, you know, you were mentioning about North, like he loves going somewhere and like shooting stuff. He loves that bit, 
but also he was saying that he pushes himself more when he's not competing in a way like it he just prefers going out you know outside of a competition and then pushing himself like crazy him out as well, right? yeah it just doesn't yeah. enjoy as much but yeah how do you feel about that are you do you also enjoy going on shoots or you really like you like the the healthy competition um yeah i like going on the shoots the shoots that i've done so far have just been the free ride shoots so like the the reach so like a lot of like hand drags and like 360s mm-hmm. and grabs and stuff like that so it's not extreme you know you just throw a smile on and you're good to go um but i would definitely love to be involved in you know like an orbit shoot something like that but i don't know i i definitely like it because you can see like all the girls pushing like super hard so it like motivates you to like get better like in every way so that's yeah. that's pretty cool for me that's interesting that he says that though i feel like competition is not for everyone like a lot of riders yeah. will be like him like jesse i mean he he came out again since because he said he'd stop competing but remember he did go to another competition soon after right because he was saying the same thing where he would just wanted to focus on different projects and Obviously, he's competed so much. I think it was a family thing as well, right? Maybe he's got two bubbas, yeah. but um, but still, <laughs> yeah. he could have had the bug. Like Aaron Adler, who's still still competing and doing really well, and and he's been there for Aaron, Aaron's for way a too long. <laughs> what Aaron's of Jesse? They're, they're just different, Out but anyway, everyone. But basically, <laughs> you love you love the intensity and you love the the adrenaline kick that you get. So you just want to be doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't really feel the adrenaline as much. I did like already? oh, in Tarifa, I did. Those conditions were insane. It was like jumping like an extra fifteen feet, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Have you been to Cape Town? No. Are you going for the next event? Of no. course. Cape Town's actually... wind is insane. You're gonna love it. Have you guys been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We spent like six months there teaching. Um, oh, wow. You were teaching. I was, I, I was, I was just time. surfing and kiting all the time, <laughs> and you just like living the life. Um, but yeah, the wind there is insane. So good, massive kickers. Yeah, best place. No, oh, it's gonna be crazy. I actually submitted a video for the King of the Air. Nice. I, I think they're gonna try and like throw a female in there. Do you reckon? They well, just do. one again. Like, Maybe. That's annoying they, if they, they just do, do one, They though. need to do a queen of the air. We've always well, I don't know. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Or, or just lump everyone in. <sighs> no, but I guess it is true that technically, you know, women and men, we're just not the same. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about this? Let's not have or Let's ask Carly what she <laughs> um, thinks of this. I think, I, I think it should definitely be separated. But I, I definitely see kiting going in that direction for women. So maybe like next year they'll have a queen of the air. But I mean, for any girl that were to get into the competition, I think it's just going to make a statement. I know Angeli did already. Um, But I I believe that they're going to have to allow at least one in to this competition with with the rate that we're all going. Yeah. So we'll see. But hopefully it'll be, you know, way separated in the future. Because it did. The year we were there, there was like a mini... Oh, there was like an expression session. Is that expression? There was Women a women's expression, expression session, which is weird. So weird. I think uh, Hannah Whiteley and Angelie? someone, and I don't know if it was Angela. Yeah. But yeah, and and they were just like, I don't know, showing, show, doing some loops, showing some big air, uh, not not in any competition sort of thing. Yeah, and it was strange. only like a couple of years later that Angela got it, I think. Oh, it was it was later, not before. Yeah, this this was I in twenty eighteen. You're confusing me now. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think also what's changed a lot is how many amazing female riders have been, you know, coming out of the woodwork. Is that an expression? Is that an English expression? That's fine. You can you can I've say heard that, that before. Sure. Yeah. It works. There you well. go. Mm-hmm. Well I shouldn't have doubted myself. <laughs> um, yeah, and that makes a huge difference. Like you said, they, there's a point where they can't ignore that. They can't ignore the scene coming out like that and exactly. you guys being amazing. So hopefully there's more than one. I'm hoping they put you in there. But you and Mika and Anjali and it, all of you, Zara. There's a lot of good female riders out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when, when when do you go to um, Cape Town? 
November 14th. Nice. Yeah, how long how long are you staying there? Two and a half months, I think. Nice. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get a good experience. It's an awesome place. Really, really nice. Yeah, I've only heard good things so far. Get yourself to Misty Cliffs. Bit Misty of Cliffs. Bit of Langabon. <laughs> There's so many different decent spots around there, but yeah, really, really. Cool I'm sure place. you'll have loads of people to take you to places and show you the best spots. Go partying yeah. with Jet. That that's an experience in itself. <laughs> have you guys partied with him? No, I, no, I, I have. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, when when I first went to Cape Town, Jet Jet was doing his first season teaching, so he he was quite new to the sport then. Uh, and yeah, we were teaching together for uh, a school in uh, Big Bay. Um, so that that's how I met Jet. And yeah, I guess there was a there was a party or two. But yeah, <laughs> he he was always coming into work. Um. With bloody toes. Oh, I remember toes that time he came out with bloody like toes. I was like, oh, I fell down the stairs. And we're like, no, you clearly just skateboarded down that hill and fell. And <laughs> you're bleeding well. everywhere now. It was very funny. He was hilarious. He's a legend. So do you, do you still surf quite a lot then, Carly? No. But not I at don't. all? You've, you've given up the surf? Well, I haven't, I haven't surfed since January. I don't know. I've just been like kiting. Like if there's wind, I'm kiting. And if there's no wind, I'm not doing anything because I'm probably tired. <laughs> nice. Are there, are there any tricks you've been working on them recently then with your kiting? Um, the board off. Nice. Off, yeah. You've made it yet? Yeah. I've made it twice actually. What, with but a I don't have it consistently. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't even know how to do a board off, like straight board off. Yeah. The first board off I tried was with a loop. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing it? Are you doing it by the handle or by the fin? By the handle. Maybe I should try the fin. Yeah. I find it easier to get to because my legs are ginormous um, <laughs> because I'm like 6'5". And I can't reach the handle for some reason. Maybe I should get one of those Frankenstein handles that um, Andrea's got. Have you seen oh, yeah. those? It's like some massive handle. What is it really? Yeah, it's like extended. I thought out it was a joke board. when they were talking about this. Does he no, really no, no. have that? He's got a ginormous handle yeah. on the board. It's like there's no way. <laughs> That's it's kind missing of like cheating, thing. though. Everybody should get one. Yeah. Put a handle on the end of your board by your fins. Winner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a few handles all over. Handles everywhere. You're never going to miss that board. <laughs> it's really cool, though. But I guess, yeah, you can't... You have to focus on kiteboarding at the moment, especially if you're, you know, diving deep into competitions. you got to just train all the time. It's a new yeah. thing. Well, there's not a lot of windy days here right now. It's yeah. not really the season. It's kind of dying down. But you've been foiling, right? Yesterday. You've been what was that? You've been foiling and winging, or not in a in a long time, not in a super long time, because I I was just gone for like four and a half months, and then probably last session was in like March or April, so like a minute ago. <laughs> but you like it though, right? Is that something you like doing on the side, Kasik? Yeah, I. I mean, I think I like kiting right now. It's just my okay. my focus. It's the most fun, I think, and also the most dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those foils are pretty sharp. I know. <laughs> I know. They're scary. They <laughs> are yeah, for sure. I've I've been learning winging at the minute, and uh, I haven't fallen on it yet. I fo- I fell on it a few times kite foiling, but I'm always I'm always yeah. a bit skeptical about the wing or the foil. Yeah. It's- you gotta have like a good leash, a good leash for that thing. Good helmet Are too. You use a leash. We don't I have to use a leash. Yeah, I've got a leash. Got a leash. I've got like a waist leash on my wing. Yeah, and I've got I, and on the on the board I've got like a, a sort of springed leash on, on that. Yeah, like a coily sort of one on the on the on the board. Yeah. But I don't think yeah, I'd lose the board. It's like 110 liters. It's ginormous. 
Oh yeah, it's massive. Because I'm a, I'm a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning, so I'm rubbish. Yeah. You're not rubbish, though. How did you find winging, though? It's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I I um learned in the beginning of this year. Yeah. In like no wind, I was just like wanting to be in the water, but like just trying it with the worst conditions. And then finally, there's a windy day, and I got up, and I was like super stoked on it for about I don't know two weeks. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> go back to kiting. Yeah, there's nothing about like the brush of kiting. All the sports, like kiting and winging, in one day. Yeah. Not just for like you know an hour. We're talking about like hours on end, like five hours in the water alone. It's a lot. Yeah. So I was like, I have to just pick one thing to do a day. Especially with winging as well, it's quite hard. Like especially when you got no wind and you're like pumping the wing around. Uh, it's it's hard work. It really, is yeah. hard work. That's it why is. I like kiting because you get your kite just pulls you along. You're attached by a harness. Easy. Exactly. um so you've been traveling a lot is there a place what what's been your favorite place to kite so far um tarifa tarifa's super safe i was like so different because of the cold air i just learned about this actually i have a story for you guys so when i went out for the first time there there was no wind for about two weeks and we were like leading up to this day and I go out I think it was blowing 55 miles an hour it was nuking and I was like I got this okay I pumped up my seven I went out and I went straight for a loop my kite was so low and I was so high in the air and I like ate complete shit and then I was extremely scared for about like five more days I almost like fell out off of the comp I was like okay fuck this sport I can't do this anyhow that didn't happen but as I got to learn the conditions more you just jump way higher I've like never jumped so high like and looped so definitely a fan of the cold air big fan but I'm scared for Cape Town not gonna lie yeah because that's Cape Town yeah, because you've got you've got the cold air rushing in off the sea, and then and then again it's meeting like the hot air from Africa as well, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a constant wind. Such good wind though. Because like so the, like nice there in in uh, Tarifa, you probably feel it's like a, a little bit gusty at times, but yeah. in in Cape yeah. Town it's like the wind hits you, it's like a brick wall. It's like it's so consistent. It's so nice. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. But I mean, just like doing rotations like that high. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do it or me and like all the other girls. I know Angelie's going to kill it. But I, I feel I, it's I, a bit safer, you know, because, you know, really? you know, you know that it's going to catch you. You know, you're going to get that high. It's, it's not going to be gusty. So you're not going to get dropped. The kite's always going to catch you in Cape Town for sure. Yeah. Don't know, I yeah, you need to yeah. train yourself for it though i think you've got to be there for a while to well, sort of get will. used to the conditions yeah. only happy. like three weeks before i don't know if that's enough time but we'll see i heard like when you're jumping you have to like be careful because there might be someone like jumping behind you and you can like land yes. on people it can get not... quite busy yeah but there's places you can go and train that aren't as busy as the normal sort of um Bloberg area like uh kite beach and stuff like that because that 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 place i mean you you go you do a jump and you come down and you've got someone like right next to you or a flight because there's like hundreds and hundreds of kites in like the busiest sort of time but then if you no. if you go downwind of like big bay to like a place called karma's and do like a downwind uh, to like hackat there's there's so much space so much space it's just yeah. everyone like likes to it. go to that one spot because it's you know the place to go but there's so many different locations that you can just drive to to get like a, a sort of loan loan sort of session. Yeah, there's lo- loads of different places, and a lot of the the locals like Jet and stuff like that. Just ask them; oh, they'll, no. they'll, show, yeah. they'll show you some yeah. places. Perfect. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Like too much <laughs> pressure. Oh. What having loads of people around? Yeah, and like landing on people, almost killing people. No, well, that's really no. gnarly. So you're yeah, you'll be like yeah. That's so intense. 
I love it. <laughs> there's always there's always like times in the day as well that are a bit quieter. So. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're gonna yeah, love it. It's such bad. a cool place. It's really really okay. cool. Yeah, that's reassuring. <laughs> and if you see, okay, if you see in the water a little white fin, it's not a shark. It's just one of these weird fish. You know the fish that are like flat and look a bit like prehistoric, <laughs> and they're just bobbling along. And you think it's a shark, but actually it's this huge. I, I think they're called sunfish. That's and it. they're everywhere, and they're just Leave with that. sunfish. Yeah. Have you seen a sunfish before? Probably. No. Not. No. They're, they're hilarious. Weird. Every time I saw a fin out there, I went out to check it out, even if it was a you shark. You can tell or not. it's not a shark. You've never seen a shark. That's just no, no, no. But yeah, but you, you go and see it. It's got these like ginormous lips, and it's just yeah, it like the terrible. weirdest fish ever. You just go and go and have a look at one. They're so funny. You're just like, how okay. does that even work as a as a fish? I don't know how it moves how around. Does it I think survive? it just bubbles around. It just like flops around in the waves. Yeah. So and they're ginormous. Yeah, they're just in the middle of nowhere. That's, that's the highlight of Cape Town. Yes. Yeah. Wait, no, actually, what was that? No, you pretended. We did a Danwinder one day and we went from Kite Beach to one of these supposed, like supposedly sharky beaches downwind. And I was I was only doing directional in Cape Town and you were on a twin tip. And I remember at the end of the Danwinder, I see Mike looking back to like looking down and back on in the water and looking quite scared and then rushing down to the beach and i was behind on my directional going like wait 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 i can fall down so easily and i was like there's a shark so i started rushing back and then when i got to you you were like yeah so i saw a huge shadow and yeah, that but was it could have been a rock or oh really you were like that, that was know. a shark i don't know it was oh, it was it was dark we you didn't see any sharks, but you're yeah. from Hawaii, so you probably don't care about sharks. You're probably not scared. No, no, I love sharks. Yeah. I don't see them quite often. Yeah, Only exactly. a few times. We never, yeah. we, we never, we stayed six months and didn't really have any encounters, so. So do you see many sharks uh, where you are then? No, not really. I've only seen like two in my entire life. Oh. It's pretty good number. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd want to see them by choice, you know, like surfing or like kiting. Yeah. I'd get freaked out. Yeah, same. It's funny how we always get to talk about sharks on the podcast. Always I always bring from, it up. You always bring them up anyway. I do. I'm yeah. always like, have you seen any sharks? <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask people on the podcast if um, there's a water sport they haven't tried that they would like to try. But obviously, I know I know you're obsessed with kiting at the moment, and that's fine. But imagine in a few years, once you've won all the competitions and you get a bit bored of it, like what's a water sport that you'd be like, I want to try that? I mean, I don't have a burning desire to try this, but maybe water skiing. Okay. Well, not wakeboarding, water skiing? <laughs> I didn't skiing? expect you to try to say <laughs> water skiing. Well, yeah. I'm on a boat? Yeah. Ah. Have you tried that, Mel? Yeah, I have, yeah. What did you think of water skiing? I just, I find it really dodgy because you've got, it's like skiing, I can ski really well. And you're on the water, which is a really kind of unpredictable surface, and your feet are on two different, literally small, you know, skis. And if yeah. anything goes wrong, your legs just literally go in different directions. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's such a mess. Like, um, it's, but it's fun, I guess, but again... Your legs can so easily just not decide to go in straight, and then you what just about go barefoot, barefoot skiing? Oh yeah, I want to try that. That would hurt, right? Oh yeah, that looks intense. Yeah, <laughs> intense for sure. I love that you said that though. Have you not? Have you wakeboarded before? Yes, but you want to try skiing. You want to try water skiing. Water skiing. Yeah. Have you skied before? I know it's not a water sport, but have you once. done mountain sports once? Yeah. Once. You'd probably be better at um, um, what am I? Snowboarding. Snowboarding, yes. Well yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's late. My brain is tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, water skiing. That's an interesting one. We've we've not had anyone say this before. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Most people normally say free diving or something like that. Or spearfishing, spear to which fishing. we say, no, stop killing fish, fish around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, amazing. Um, so we'll see you shred in Cape Town soon then. It's going to be yeah. really cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you all come up with. It's so cool to see more women competing. Um, and it's inspiring more women to get into competition as well. Hopefully, young women. I feel like you got to be young because, well, that's the thing. Like, it's so intense. Like, you're breaking your body every time. So it's like there's an age where you just cannot do it anymore. Like my age. Yes. We're not that old. Stop it. I'm not. <laughs> We're not. Okay. But, but yeah. You know, boogie lips still hurt when you crash them. Yeah. <laughs> or even exactly. just a, even just a normal loop, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they do. You can tear your ass off. Yeah. Hopefully, Francesca. We've got you know Francesca many, many. I do. Yeah, she teaches I for want. us. And yeah, right? yeah, 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 she she teaches for the school, and oh, hopefully, she... hopefully she goes out to Cape Town as well and competes I think a bit I think more. She's playing too. I think she is. Yeah, I hope so. Um, It'll be cool. She's really good as well. She was trying some boogie loops the other day actually when we was out having a session, and uh, nearly sick. nearly landed it. But I got I got it oh, on, yeah. I got it on video, so she was she was like, oh no. I mean that one? She really crashed. She didn't nearly lend it. She no, 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 you flying. see, she landed on the board, but then like over rotated and like crashed it. But she's, she's sick. It was good. Anyway, it was a decent yeah. height as well. She good. Cool. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Carly, um, yeah. for taking the time to chat about kiteboarding and gnarly stuff and your wetsuit being ripped off, which is very <laughs> intense. Never had that. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this episode with Carly. If you want to see more from her, then please check out the description where you can find links to her social channels. If you like the podcast, then please show us some appreciation and leave us a review and rate us. If you want to check out anything else we get up to at Tide, then please head over to our social channels on Instagram and on Facebook. Or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you there for the next one. Bye.